Afternoon, everyone. This is the Duck Thief. It's November 4th, and you're listening to the Straw Wolf Podcast. Okay, so this is show number five, and last last week, that's right, <laughs> time flies. I forgot to thank the Podshow Podsafe Music Network for uh, my intro and outro music, so uh, I, I won't forget to do that again. And uh, I, I listened to the show again, and I think I said basically about four times, so I'm getting better, I'm getting better. Uh, again, it's just a filler word for me. But I did notice that I was saying uh, or um, quite a lot when I was trying to do my summary of arsenic and old lace. And I think that was partly because I wasn't really reading my own words, I was reading the summary of uh, something I found on the internet, because I had tried, you have no idea, I tried all last weekend to try and put it together succinctly. I was going to go through it sort of point by point, and this is what happened, but I hadn't seen the movie in about a year, so... Everything was fine for me until I got to the ending where everything got really fuzzy because all the characters came together in sort of the main room of the Brewster house and I tried to remember, okay, what happens first and then I started getting confused and I couldn't find uh, a specific summary that would sort of give me all those points on the net. So uh, that's that story. But uh, on to this show. Uh, this week... I don't know how this happened, but I got to talking with my friends about serial mascots. And something I noticed that I'd never really thought about before was there are no female serial mascots. I mean, if you think about it, uh, and I even looked this up on the net, and I'm not the only person to have thought of this. I thought, well, this is kind of weird. No one's ever brought this up before. But uh, I googled it, and apparently it's it's called serial sexism. And uh, it's, it's kind of true if you think about it. I mean, there's the tricks rabbit for a... Uh, tricks cereal. I don't know. I've never had tricks, but the tricks rabbit, I mean, I he has male voice. I think he's a male rabbit. And, and well, he's not human either. I mean, it's a lot of uh, the cereal mascots, they're either male humanoid <laughs> or they're uh, male animals, which I found was interesting. And then you have uh, Lucky Charms. I think I've had Lucky Charms maybe twice in my life, and that's with the leprechaun. And uh, I just think that's a horribly stereotyped character. I mean, He's got red hair, and he's all dressed in green. He's got a clover sticking out of his green bowler, and he says, They're after me, lucky charms, and ugh. I mean, if you've seen the Austin Powers movie, I mean, that's where they get it from, and I just, ugh, it's a horrible stereotype. And then uh, you have Count Chocula. Now, I have never had whatever Count Chocula sells, some sort of chocolate malted something cereal. Uh, but, uh, you know, Count, it's not Countess. He's a, a vampire, which I thought was sort of, interesting. So does that mean he's a, a real vampire or he's a, a chocolate vampire? You know, he only eats chocolate or... I, I don't know how that works. Like how... I mean, you could just go into a whole thing just about Count Chocula and, you know, is it really a good idea for a vampire to be uh, promoting cereal? I mean, I remember watching Sesame Street as a kid and this is a tangent, but I'll go there. Uh, and the Count who, uh, I thought that was very cute, how the Count, he's from Transylvania, but he's not, I mean, he's a vampire, but he counts things, and that's why he's called the Count. Or maybe he's not, I don't know, I thought he was a vampire because he had the fangs. But, I mean, maybe he's not. I've never seen him bite anybody. 
and I think that would be a little traumatic for the Sesame Street kids, but, you know, he's there to help you learn how to, uh, count. So, anyway, <clears throat> back to, uh, we've got the Honey Nut Bee, and I, from what I understand, that cereal's Canadian. It's owned by General Mills or some sort of American company, but it was developed by, I don't know. Anyway, the Honey Nut Bee, uh, and he has to be male because, uh, from what I understand of beehives, uh, there is only really one queen. There's only one female, and that's the queen. And then she has, she might have some daughters, and then uh, she'll die, or they'll kill her, and then they'll fight each other for uh, supremacy. And all of the drones who go out and get the the nectar or whatever, uh, they're all male, so they're like subservient to. Anyway, and then we have Sunny the cocoa puffs. I don't really know what Sunny is. He's some type of bird. He's not. A toucan, but he's got he's got sort of floppy-ish hair and a big yellow beak, so I think he's some sort of parrot. And then you've got uh, Rice Krispies, where you've got Snap, Crackle, and Pop. And I don't think this is really fair. Rice Krispies has three mascots, and uh, it's sort of interesting. They all they all seem very similar, but their outfits are different. Like Snap is the chef because he's got the white chef hat on, and he's got the sort of chef jacket with the little kerchief thing, and then uh, Pop is the one who's got the military jacket on and the sort of the taxi driver hat, and Crackle is the one, I don't really know what Crackle is, I mean he's he's got this sort of stocking cap that makes me think pirate on his head, it's really floppy, and but then he's got this sort of blue, I want to say moo moo that he's wearing, and I can't, I can't say what he is, I mean Snap is obviously a chef, and Crackle no, Pop is obviously, I mean, I thought sort of mounted police when I looked at pictures of him again on Google. And uh, then you've got Tony the Tiger from Frosted Flakes, who, uh, he's got a, a kerchief or a handkerchief on his neck too. So I, I, maybe he's trying to pull off the sort of cowboy tiger thing. I don't know. And he's obviously male. And uh, and then that made me think of the whole Esso thing, because doesn't Esso have a tiger too? And, well, anyway... And then uh, there's cornflakes, and I just, I mean, there's a rooster, and I found out just uh, today that the, the rooster's name is Cornelius, and that's, oh, hardy har, but I didn't know he had a name. I mean, I haven't seen an ad for cornflakes in, well, who knows how long, but they never mention the thing's name. The, the rooster just crows, and then that's the end of the commercial. And then you have Raisin Bran, who, uh, I, I grew up on Raisin Bran a lot. A lot of, well, I grew up on a lot of uh, not sugary stuff. That's why I don't have a lot of experience with tricks or Lucky Charms, because uh, my parents were like, we're going to steer away from uh, sugary uh, cereal. So I was stuck with Shreddies, and well, Shreddies, there you go. Shreddies was a the mascot was a Shreddy, and it was a male Shreddy, because it had a male voice. And I think the most sugary kind of cereal I was allowed to have was Mini Wheats, and that's because it was wheat, and then it was, like, covered in sugar. So it was still kind of healthy for you. So anyway, back to Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran... I totally forgot about this, but there's a mascot, and he's called Sunny, and he's the sun, and it links back to the whole, like, growing grapes and then turning them into raisins and stuff, like dehydration or something. And then you have Toucan Sam, who is Fruit Loops guy, and he's very colorful, like, he's got sort of a rainbow beak, and he's blue, and he's got nephews, so obviously that means he has a sibling, but I think he's he's a bachelor. And I think it's funny that he's a, he's a British toucan, because... Well, it just seems like a strange mix, but I think it works. I mean, I like Toucan Sam. And then you've got the Sugar Bear from Sugar Crisp. And I found... Originally, there were three bears, like, called Handy, Dandy, and Sandy or something. And they sort of morphed into this one bear called Sugar Bear. 
And so here we have another sort of animal. So we've had a rabbit, we've had a bee, we've had a parrot, we've had a tiger, we've had a rooster, and then we have another we had another bird, we had a toucan, and now we have a bear. And he was always trying he said he can't get enough of that sugar crisp and they were always locking up the cereal and he would always get to it. I'm like, well, it's not like you can make this cereal factory into Fort Knox, and I don't think cereal is not as precious as gold, and it's going to go bad anyway. Okay, and then you have alphabets. Now, I couldn't really decide who the uh, uh, mascot was for alphabets, because you've got alphabets themselves, which seem like they have 26 mascots. Um, or you've got that computer thing that seemed like a mascot for a little while. I remember watching commercials with him, and he would spit... Uh, alphabets out of his uh, CD slot, which I thought was a little strange. And then you also got the alphabets wizard who sort of made alphabets with his wand or something. I kind of remember that. And then you have Captain Crunch. Now, I don't think I've ever had Captain Crunch, but I thought it was really cool that he was captain of a cereal and that he had his own boat. But I did think it was kind of strange that his uh, eyebrows were on his hat. I think thought that was a little disturbing. And the fact that... Uh, he didn't have any crew. I'm like, how do you run a boat without a crew? But, I mean, that's not what I was thinking when I was seven or eight. So that's that's okay. And even even Oatmeal has a mascot and it's male. It's the Quaker Man. And for a long time, the Quaker Oats Man really scared me because he's got that freaky hat on and he's just staring directly at you. And, I don't know, it was just kind of eerie and... Ugh. And uh, then there's one that I found that I don't think really has a mascot, and that's Cheerios. I remember watching, ooh, I don't know how many Cheerios commercials growing up, but I never saw a mascot. So I think this is the perfect opportunity here to give a, put a female mascot onto the market with Cheerios. And I was reading a whole bunch of different articles people had done on blogs and talking about there aren't any female cereal mascots. And some people said, well, if there was a cereal mascot, then that would make the cereal kind of girly. Sort of making it seem like, oh, it would only be for girls. And I thought, well, that's kind of backwards. I mean, so then shouldn't the opposite be true that, you know, mascots that are male are only supposed to appeal to a male audience or boys? And, well, I guess I accept the fact that uh, girls are sort of more accepting of um, sort of male mascots and, you know, they can deal with both genders, whereas little boys would be less likely to accept a female mascot for a cereal. I don't know, they might not, they might be like, oh, that's too girly, I don't want to eat that. And I suppose I understand that. But I did find um, that for a little while, at the beginning of the 20th century, there was a girl mascot for cornflakes, and her name was Sweetheart of the Corn. Now, granted, that isn't a real name, and it's kind of cheesy, but she was replaced by the rooster Cornelius, unfortunately. So what can you do? And uh, I was thinking about doing a movie uh, to review, and then I just decided, you know what, I'm really too lazy. Uh, but I did go and watch Psycho on the big screen on Halloween, so this past Tuesday, with a couple friends, and I don't really remember the first half of the movie being that boring. I was just like, okay, come on, get to, get to the motel, get to the creepy part with Norman, come on, hurry up. So I think maybe next week I'll do Psycho. And then I can talk about Anthony Perkins and how I, apparently I didn't know this, but there were sequels made to Psycho with Anthony Perkins. And uh, Norman Bates was named the number one movie villain of all time. So he really is that scary. And I was still sort of freaked out at one part um, where he jumps out with the knife. 
and I'll talk about that, I guess, as well as the part at the end of the movie where he looks up and he stares straight out at the audience. I was creeped out by that, too. But uh, instead, I have some sort of strange and weird facts, I guess. But first, I have the English language, English language's t- toughest tongue twister. Oh, I can't even get to it. Okay, so here it is, and hopefully I can say this properly. The sixth sick shakes sixth sheep's sick. <coughs> Try saying that five times fast. You'll lose the bet. Okay, so did you know... This is uh, some Disney stuff. Donald Duck's middle name is Fauntleroy. Now, I just, I found this on a website. I don't know how the person who put this up knew this, because I've never seen, you know, in a cartoon with Donald Duck, he doesn't sign a check, and it's like, Donald F. Duck. Or, and why Fauntleroy? Like, that made me, immediately made me think of uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy, which is a book I've never read, and uh, it's about a boy, I guess, a rich boy. I, I'm not sure, I haven't read it. And uh, also, for uh, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, there were some other names, alternate names for the dwarves. And I'm finding it really hard to believe that they could have picked these, but uh, ones they didn't choose that were sort of thrown in the dumpster were Awful, Dirty, Shifty, Hotsy, and Jumpy. Now, I know that uh, the names are supposed to describe their characters. For example, Bashful is Bashful, and Happy is Happy, and uh, Grumpy is Grumpy, but Hotsy? I mean, that that for me that doesn't work. I mean, Hotsy is Hotsy. Does that mean that the dwarf is hot, attractive? What does that mean? Is that some sort of term from way back then in the '30s that I that has fallen out of use that I just don't know? Maybe there's some sort of. It feels like there's a generation gap, and I'm just not getting it. Because I can get jumpy. Jumpy is jumpy, and shifty is shifty possibly a criminal dwarf and dirty obviously you know dirty and awful I don't think that's enough of a, de- of a descriptive name I mean awful does that mean just you know mean or awful is in I don't know it just doesn't make a lot of sense and uh, for movies when they were doing the Academy Awards like that was still going on in World War Two but there was a uh, metal was kind of scarce for example I remember seeing a uh, old black and white uh, not necessarily commercials but uh, footage of kids in with wheelbarrows and old wooden um, I guess wagons and they were on a, a scrap metal drive and so when during the Academy Awards uh, when the Oscars were given out they weren't made of metal they were made of plaster so uh, you know I guess you're you're kind of uh, in trouble if you broke one of them because you know, you can't you can't get another one, but I suppose after the war was over they gave them real ones. I don't know. And are those plaster ones still hanging around somewhere, or did people just chuck them and say, Oh, I've got my metal Oscar now, I can just chuck this plaster one. Didn't really take the time to go and look that up, but I think that would be interesting if there were some still around. As well, uh, did you know that most lipstick contains fish scales? Now, I've known this for a while, but I still think it's kind of gross. I mean, I think I can count on one hand the times that I've worn lipstick, and it just, like, first of all, it doesn't last. Like, you just, you know, and it it just feels weird. And it's gross. Like, can you, it's like rubbing a fish all over your lips. I mean, that's how I see it, like, with the fish scales and, ugh. I mean, I have a hard enough time looking at the fish in the grocery store that, that haven't had their heads chopped off. So it's like their eyes that have like sunken into their heads and they're staring at you and it's just 
Ooh, creepy. And, uh, as well, uh, the king in a pack of cards, the king of hearts is the only king with a mustache. Now, that seems like something's going on there. I mean, you have playing cards, and some, it looks like they've put swords through their heads, or axes, and some are holding flowers, and I don't know, I think there's a, there's a story behind there somewhere. So, I guess, I don't know, this, this podcast is, well, it's somewhat, it feels rushed, and I don't have a movie review, and I'm sorry, but I am sort of rushed for time, because, uh, tomorrow, I am going to go see the Parade of Champions for Skate Canada. Uh, I got a free ticket from somebody, so, uh, I'm gonna be gone pretty much all day, which, ooh, I'm gonna have to take some homework with me, but, uh, I wanna get this done now and today and get it, you know, all saved and loaded and whatever. So, uh, I guess next week I'll do review of Psycho, and then I can, uh, whoa. Anyway. And, uh, I was planning on making another meal, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really... You know, how I said last week I made my first casserole, I was going to make something else. But just, uh, things have been kind of hectic around here, at home. So, instead, I will just make something for next week, and I'll I'll talk about it then. So, until next week, this is, uh, the Duck Thief signing off. Music for the Stroll podcast is provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network.